together as always. We pray. And tonight, when the church, the church our mother has fed us with the, just the richness of these scriptures, continuing to pray that, that our hearts would just be open, that the, this, this word of God would penetrate deeply and bear great fruit. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, and do what you desire. Lord, illuminate these scriptures for us. May our minds, hearts, and souls be fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit. Reveal to us the heart and the face of Christ. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Do you realize what I have done for you? These words that, that we reflected upon from Holy Thursday. Because tonight is the, the culmination of what began on Holy Thursday. It began as the Lord celebrated the Passover. Right? And how did he do that? He, when he, he told his disciples to go to a particular man and say, let us prepare the room because the Lord is going to celebrate the Passover in your home. And we, we talked about the fact that I desire, you desire to be here. Believe me, I wish this church was full with every one of you who are watching right now. in the Lord's providence and, and this reality that we're living, you're, you're celebrating the Passover in your home, as did the Israelites when they were set free from slavery, as the Lord did in this particular man's home in the upper room with his disciples. And Jesus, as he, he washes their feet, he asked them, do you realize what I have done for you? Do you realize that I, your master and teacher, right, rightfully so I am, that I have come and I've made myself a servant. I've lowered myself to wash your feet. But even more than that, we spoke about the reality. Do, do we realize the gift of the Eucharist that he has given us, the gift of the priesthood that he has given us on that night? That Christ himself became the Lamb offered for our sins. The Word made flesh, dwelling among us, offered His flesh to and for us. Do we realize that? We talked about how on Good Friday, in one of the pinnacle moments of St. John, as he's writing that gospel, that he says, and they looked upon Him on whom they had pierced. And then he says, eyewitness have told you this. Like, like, this is important. Why? So that this might be fulfilled. One of the prophecies of Zechariah. They shall look upon him whom they have thrust through, and they shall mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. And on that day, there shall be open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem a fountain to purify from sin and uncleanness. 
we spoke about that the pierced heart of Jesus, that Jesus' body is like the new temple. The temple was the place of sacrifice. The temple was the place of communion with God, where, where Israel would go to make atonement for their sins, and that they would offer the lamb on the feast of Passover in atonement for their sins, that the lamb was offered in their place, that the lamb's blood was spilled in their place, and that there were thousands and thousands of lambs that, that were killed, that were sacrificed on that day of Passover, so much so that as they poured the blood, they would pour the blood on the altar, and from the altar, the blood would flow out. They had to have a drain channel, and it would flow out, and it would mingle with water, and it would flow out of the right side of the temple. So that on that day of Passover, when atonement was being made for the sins of Israel through the blood of the Lamb, that water and blood was flowing from the right side of the temple, so that when they saw, when they saw, when St. John saw as he sat at the foot of the cross, Blood and water come forth from the side of Jesus as he had just left the Passover where there was no lamb, but Christ himself was the lamb. Then he saw, yes, this is the lamb of God. That what John the Baptist told him the first day that he met Jesus, behold the lamb of God, that right before his eyes as Christ was pierced on the cross, that those words came true that they found their fulfillment, that Jesus' body, the new lamb, Jesus' body, the temple, of which the blood and water is flowing out as a fountain and a river of mercy, purifying us, washing us, cleansing us. And we said that John Paul II, right, if, if, we, don't, if, if we do not encounter love, if we do not participate intimately in it, then our life is meaningless, and Pope Benedict had told us, like, where do we contemplate love? Where does definition of love begin? He says, by contemplating the pierced heart of Jesus. Why? And that's what I want to focus on tonight in this, this moment of resurrection. This is that their eyes to continually be focused on the heart of Jesus. Because it is the heart of Jesus where the heart of man and the heart of God meet. Because Jesus was fully God and fully human. And in the sacred heart of Jesus is this intimate communion of the heart of God and the heart of man. And that the whole passion and resurrection is Jesus offering his heart and when we say heart biblically, remember, it is the core of our existence. It is much more than just emotion. It is the core of our being. It is the seat of love where we choose, where we choose love. And so Jesus, when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, if this cup should pass, not my will, but yours, Father, this was from his heart, an act of love to and for us and for the Father. And on that cross, Pope Benedict, he says, he says, Jesus died praying. And if we want to know who Jesus is, he says, we need to see him at prayer. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Father, into your hands 
I commend my spirit. Where the fullness of the Father is revealed, where the fullness of who we are as men and women is revealed in, in the sacred heart of Jesus, pierced on the cross, but also risen and glorified. And so, in this moment of the resurrection, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of my mind as I was praying with this, as is Jesus, and we, we, we didn't read that gospel tonight. We'll, we'll read it uh, in the coming weeks in Easter, where Jesus enters into the upper room, right? He sees, he sees them today, Mary Magdalene and, and the others, and he tells like, go tell them I'm coming, and to not be afraid. And he breaks into the upper room, and he says, peace be with you. And then he says he shows them his wounds, do you see the place, right? The place that mercy flowed from on the cross. Do you see this, that now this is the fountain of mercy? It is I. Yes, I was crucified, but now I am risen. And I couldn't get out of my mind that image and also the image of the sacred heart of Jesus in Il Yezu in Rome. If you haven't seen it before, you can just do a search on the internet Sacred Heart of Jesus, Il Jesu. And you'll see Christ. And he's holding his sacred heart in his hand. And he's offering it to us. He's holding his sacred heart in his hand. And he's offering it to us. What is this invitation? This invitation is to enter into the intimacy and the depth of his relationship with the Father. That's what this is. That what St. Paul says in Romans today, what we read, when Christ died, like through our baptism, we die with Christ and we rise with him so that now we live with him. That Christ lives in us. That what Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, spoke about this prophecy, like, I will take from you your stony hearts, and I will give you natural hearts, and I will, my spirit will write upon your law. And what he says right before that, I will purify you. Like, with water, I will purify you. That's what's happening as we sit at the foot of the cross. The water from the, from the side of Jesus is pouring out. The blood is pouring out. It's purifying us. And so then at the resurrection, as he has purified us with his death, at the resurrection, he offers us, he says, now that you are purified, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. In this place where God and man are in intimate communion. So this invitation to receive the heart of Jesus is an invitation to live his relationship with the Father as sons and daughters. That we have not received the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. That our relationship with God is not one of fear. That our relationship with God is not one of subject and emperor. But it is son, daughter, and father. Because we have received the spirit of adoption, which we say, Abba, with Jesus, Father. And so, brothers and sisters, in this Easter season, I want us to to focus our contemplation, our prayer, our eyes, the eyes of our hearts, the eyes of our minds on the sacred heart of Jesus. And, and I want us to contemplate this image that he is offering us his heart. 
You know, St. Paul says also in Romans, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray as I should. And then he says, good, so the Holy Spirit intercedes. He says he intercedes within us with inexpressible groanings according to the will of God. And so when Jesus is offering us his heart, right, the Spirit, the Spirit, he offers the Spirit with us. We're here. And so really what happens, like, this is not just about praying like Jesus. It is Jesus praying in us, the Spirit praying in us to the Father, that we are brought into the prayer of Christ and the Father. So if you say, if I say, I, I don't know how to pray, yes, yes, we do not. But Jesus, right, as we die with him in baptism, we rise with him to newness of life, and we are brought into his relationship with the Father. And so what is the how of prayer? The how of prayer is sitting down in the quiet. It is confessing with St. Paul, I do not know how to pray. So Holy Spirit, come. Come and pray within me. Jesus, give me your heart. Like, ask him for it. Give me your heart, Jesus, that you would pray in me to the Father. That I would participate in your relationship with the Father. And then in those moments, again, invite us to break open the scriptures. And particularly, again, as we're, we're in this Easter season, the Gospel of John. Pope Benedict says that the Gospel of John is, is like a more intimate window into the heart of Jesus and his relationship with the Father because John is the one who laid his head upon the heart of Christ at the Last Supper as he's instituting the Eucharist, which is nothing other than his heart given to and for us. So in these days of Easter, Jesus is saying to us, here, here is my heart. Give me your stony heart. And I will give you my heart of flesh. My heart, where God and man are in deep communion. As I offer you my heart, I offer you entrance into my relationship with the Father. Come. He says in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. And anyone who would open, I will enter in and I will dine with him and he with me. This communion with his Father. Do you realize what I have done for you? The beginning, the beginning on Thursday night, I've opened my heart. And I, the veil, when Jesus died, the veil in the sanctuary was torn open. Again, his pierced side, the new temple, the veil was torn open. We have access to the heart of God. And he says, here, receive it. You know not how to love the Father? Here, here is my heart. Love him. 
you know not how to love your brothers and sisters, here, here is my heart. Love them. This is the life of a Christian. This is the life of the sons and daughters of the Father. Do you understand what I have done for you? Say yes. Say yes to the invitation of taking my heart and allowing him, right, allowing him to live his life in you. Come, Lord Jesus, take our stony hearts, purify us, give us your natural heart. Spirit, write your law, the law of love on our hearts, and let us love the Father, and let us love our brothers and sisters with the divine love that only you can give.